Hello everyone and welcome back to the Timeline Astrology Podcast with myself Gary O'Toole and my very special guest Kishori. This is our continuing Maps of Consciousness series. This one's all about Rahu in Virgo and the precision that is the potential here. But not only the precision but also the allowing, the melding back into the wave crashing back into the ocean. So I hope you enjoy it and without further ado here is Kishori. Lovely to be here with you again, Gary. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. And we just started talking about, as we always do when we preempt it with giving it a sort of a channel, a Rahu channel through the sign mm. Virgo. And you were talking about having some work done in your home and having someone measure something up, which I thought... It's, it's obviously com- completely Rahu in in Burma. Um, absolutely, and having coffee in my in my best china cup with the pink roses with great precision, <laughs> measuring the coffee, and, and I was doing it, and I'm thinking, this is just what Gary's talking about, and I'm living it as I'm noticing it. Such fun. It's fun. It's fun to play with it, because you talk about this quite a lot, actually, so I think this this conversation should be very on point because an on point being the operative phrase right Um, Mm. you talk about the precision and bringing something like the waves and particles and and yes focus on 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 that whatever whatever little thing it is what what, whatever i remember my being saying once many years ago is whatever you look for you're going to find the same thing but whatever you look for you will always find because that is the way it is. That was years, that's going to be 40, 40 or more years ago. And it was like, what? You always find what you're looking for? Yeah, can you imagine? So, but we're defining what I call consciousness, candy floss. And I called it, when, when, my, when my daughter was about three, she said to me, mommy, does God move people around like, like I do the animals on my toy farm? And I said, yes, it's a bit like that. And so we called it divine plasticine or God's plasticine. <laughs> that was for the three-year-old, but it's true. It's like, as long as you relax into it and you're playing with it, it's all like Play-Doh. Mm. <laughs> and, and it's interesting because I'm, when... When I think about that, I think about, you know, when whatever it is you look for, you find it's kind of like, you know, that kind of obvious example people use when they um, buy a red car, a mm. certain car, a certain type mm. of car or a certain whatever. And then they see it everywhere. Yes. Where they weren't seeing that before. It's not like it all of a sudden cropped up and it's like, you know, it was always there, but it's now they're seeing it. So it's kind of like the same thing, isn't it? It's it's exactly like that. It, and, and once you really know that not just even believe it or experience it but you really really know that is the case that if if it doesn't appear to be like that you've got a little distortion going somewhere and you just clear that and then life becomes simple you're you're writing the story and you're experiencing it and all at the same time like the quality you were talking about hasta um th- this morning you know are you in oh the yes hasta the lunar mansion yeah yeah and i'm thinking yes i know the feeling i know the quality of what hasta feels like you know mm. and you were talking about the, the 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 intestines and and how and i went yeah i'm feeling 
in every particle, in every cell, the quality of pasta, what it's like. And, it, and it's really such, such good fun. Good fun. I think uh, maybe I'll explain a little bit for listeners who don't know what that means. Oh, yes. Pasta yes, yes. It's literally just the, the word, Sanskrit word for hand. So yes. it's about manifestation and all of that and even manipulation, like making things. So it's very dexterous and, you know, it's good at making things. Like God's Play-Doh. God's Play-Doh. <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. But mm. the ruler of it is called, is the sun god, Sabatur. So it's like the Gayatri mantra is connected to this lunar mansion. So it's not trivial. It's like no. there's a profound truth here as well. And one of the the ancient practices was to, at sunrise, to pour water into the palm and to pour it onto the earth while chanting the Gayatri facing east as the sun rose. Mm -hmm. There's a lot about Lovely. the kind of clear, the clarity, obviously, but then the manifestation that comes with that. Mm -hmm. You know, because once you're clear about something, obviously, it's easier to be able to focus on it that's another part of virgo where you know opposite we have pisces where maybe that's the candy floss maybe that's all that everything is possible well, everything all, is all filaments yes, of light well, it's all made of the same thing whether you call it candy floss or plasticine or play-doh it's that's what consciousness is it's a kind of solidifying of consciousness making it into form of some kind Mm. <laughs> I was telling you about a um, little workshop I was running a couple of days ago. And one of the things that I was shown when I began all this, this phase of my life was the, the point of light within the heart center. I call it the heart star. And that little point that when you put your attention on that, everything comes into, well, like a kaleidoscope, absolutely perf perfection which I love, obviously, being all that Virgo stuff. And, 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 and I was telling you how fast it was compared to how it used to be when I first began many years ago to play with this and activating people's attention. And I tell them, you don't, they, they, they called me a teacher. So I said, I'm not a teacher. I'm just putting, like Osho says, a finger pointing at the moon saying, notice everything is just as it is. All you have to do to have the fun is to notice and, and desire. And, 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 and so it took, it took, I don't know, less than half an hour for them to get what they wanted, which was the feeling of safety and less discombobulation that's been happening in the world, apparently, for most people, many people anyway, over the last year or so. And um, to settle themselves into being centered and focusing and being able to be on purpose it's very disconcerting to feel unsafe and not knowing what you're doing clarity is so it's so valuable just to be clear on what you want isn't that all there is really because once you're clear about what you want what you want shows up this yes. brings me to this thought then because i think about this an awful lot with astrology mm -hmm. especially and understanding the cycles because one of the things that people have an issue with with astrology is wait, wait a minute if my whole life is mapped out in a timeline where's my free will where's my choice in this and i kind of look at it differently because i don't see it as your choice is not included in that actually your choice is in that right it's all of a piece as you say right so it's like Getting on board, though, with what the cycles represent, I think is important because otherwise it's like this kind of candy floss and all of that is wonderful. Anything is possible, but like if you cannot focus. Absolutely. Yes. 
everything is possible, but uh, I think Vanessa was talking about the other day, and you've got to have some... I trained once as um, an, an enlightenment master with the Charles Berners method, and you have to have an object of enlightenment when you start to contemplate what is this to get, to bring the attention in, like like doing tratak, looking at a flame, a candle flame or something, because if you don't focus, it's all soup, and wolf is soup. So you have to have, and the pleasure of, of, of the being is to be the narrowing down or, or the, 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 the becoming the, the tiniest little thing so that there is a, a pleasure in being able to appreciate. You can only taste one raspberry at a time, really, or you can taste one little pixel, one little cell. And the, and the, so the pleasure and the, the, the skill, shall we call it, of manifesting, is to is to know that precision to know exactly what you want to define it like a shaping a diamond and making your your life a work of art like a diamond you know oh you're again jumping ahead it's amazing you just have the language without knowing it but astrology right L let me tell you mm. first yeah. lunar mansion in in the sign virgo well there's one that begins it which is actually bridging between leo and Virgo, because Leo is all the majesty and resources that are available, the things that we've inherited, mm -hmm. the gifts, mm -hmm. all of those things that we then in uh, Virgo start to share out or to start to get more specific about. And so there's a the lunar mansion that begins it is called Uttara Falguni, which is the yes. latter fruitful one. So it's about fruits. What's it called? Life. The name, sorry? Uttara Falguni. Yeah, I know, but what did you, what's it mean? Uttara means ladder and Falguni is fruitful one. So it's oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. our fruits. So it's yeah. it's just ladder because the former is in with completely within Leo. So it's like the gifts we inherit, the talents, mm -hmm. the things, the resources we have, we then share out in Virgo or we we divide up or we look at, we get precise about in Virgo. Then there's Hasta, the hand, we manipulate it, we use it. But then, as you've just alluded to, there's Chitra at the end of Virgo, which is literally the symbol is the diamond. Uh, right. About being precise and very and designing the perfect life. Yes, so beautiful. I mean, it's like, oh my God, you, you, it's just so full of wonder that the precision and the detail. My being once said, the definition has to be finer than the feathers on the tip of a bird's wing, the little tiny little, you know, the veins on a leaf has to be such definition and that's the detail with which our consciousness can can create this magic world we live in we we live as we are it's, it's magic that. and uh, the, well now let's let's talk about rahu <laughs> well, come on, then. <laughs> we skip the waves and particles and for now and we're well, back we'll back to it because i'm sure we will because yeah. the thing with okay. rahu is there's there's two sides to this one side is that actually a lot of indian astrologers believe that rahu governs or rules they call it virgo so yes. that it is very much in its home it likes manifesting making things mm. right so that's positive obviously mm. and all of that's great but the other side to that as well then would be Rahu's other extreme where it creates problems where there aren't any, right? Because Virgo is that too. Virgo is a sort of analytical. Yeah, I understand. Sort of... I'm, I'm looking at what you're saying about creating problems where there aren't any. 
it's it's the way that we the way I feel anyway I speak about it is is we navigate through our lives by choosing when we encounter something that we don't want we don't like you know a nasty taste or a something that we the, the, the way to live is to immediately recognize embracing oh I see as if we're cleaning house all the time as if we're tidying up as if we're revising making it more beautiful polishing the diamond you know so to speak mm. and that's all we're doing when we get something that we don't like it's time to polish it not to go oh my god this is terrible house is falling down going bankrupt just go oh yes and when you get really really skilled at it you simply move your attention and that's what i'm sure the the, the great masters do when they just move their attention and somebody finds a pot of gold in a in a jungle or something you know be just move your attention that tiny little bit and then what you desire is immediately there because we are in process of of creating the world it's like without beginning god is creating heaven and earth you know like the beginning of genesis but mm. without beginning without beginning without end we are constantly bringing more and more beauty. It already is perfect, but we are constantly making it more and more and more. This is what love that is. Does. Like, that is, well, perfect. You're encapsulating mm -hmm. all of that, the best of Rahu and Virgo. But of course, I have to be devil's advocate. I have to kind of come to you as if someone who would come to me many times and they'll say, oh, you know, yes, but... And there's a lot of buts in Virgo because it's a lot about yes. searching for that perfect and it's not perfect. And until I get it perfect, until all of my my list is ticked off, it's I'm not happy. No, no, I see. But it can never end because it doesn't. It's like the ocean. I'm going to make a new wave, a better wave, a bigger wave, a smaller wave, a more pretty wave. I don't know. But it it's something about what our, our the mind believes is perfection. It, there's a little tiny bit of error here. The, the, the mistake of the mind. How can you make more perfect what is already perfect? Or the, the um, you know, take fullness from fullness and, you know, purna, purna, what's the word? Purna, a person of further. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you cannot, how can you make more full what already is full? You know, but you can because it's a little, little game of, no, the Play-Doh, God's Play-Doh. Mm. But it's it's almost like I I you know, my thinking of this is where I'm obviously obviously bringing in the the Rahu problem would mm. we say, and Virgo is also astrologically that it's where our problems are, right? It's also where we find the solution. It's like I was telling you why I was saying about the intestine, why the Kalaprusha, the the time all of the zodiac mapped out in the body, Virgo falls in the test, the intestines, because mm. it's all about picking apart what you don't need and using and digesting what you do. But mm. when we overdo that, as you know, oftentimes we do, like I said, maybe creating a problem where there isn't any or trying to get it sorted too soon, where if you were just to leave it be, it would have probably sorted itself out in its own good time, right? That's right. That beautiful word, allow. How do you live this world? You allow. Um, what does that mean? I mean, you, you know, you could spend a year writing a whole book on what does allow mean? 
know. But, but yeah. Well, let's talk about that then, because you talk about allowing and accepting and you know, accepting not meaning that you're going to accept it forevermore and you just live with a problem. Yes, like you accept the wave that rises in this moment and go, oh, great wave, oh, yes, another, even more. And it's that, that, that constant repetition, the rhythm of the now. It isn't now static, but now in movement all the time. It's always becoming what it already is. Yeah, it just it's kind of it's it's kind of shutting me up. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. The mind goes, "Oh my God, what can I say?" Yeah, yeah. You know what can you say with that? Because I do kind of feel a bit hyper talking to you today. I don't know where that's coming from, but um, there's a kind of a, there's an excitement, there's an anticipation, this is kind of like wanting to work things out. And at the same time, when you say things like that, it's like it just silences me because there is that recognition that it's all worked out it's all arising it's all as it is <laughs> but then we won't have anything to talk about on a podcast so i kind of have to fill it in with something yeah you. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's that it's that game of the mind isn't it you what what are you looking at and it starts to think and analyze and and then it's that just moving the kaleidoscope back to being the center from where there is nothing to do and yet obviously we're here to play with the world we're not here to sit we're not just sitting in a cave in the himalaya we're we're actually playing with it so we have to we it's like a child building a you know one of those towers of bricks lego whatever it is and then knocking it down and starting again the fun is just knocking it down and starting again mm. And the, and the the only thing that is the thing is 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 they're not relaxing. Is they're not going. Oh, it's doing it itself. This is the a big DIY game. Because consciousness wants to see itself and know itself and play with itself and taste itself and have good fun. And yeah. You see, I've seen both ends of the extreme, I suppose, from the Virgo standpoint in my own life and in other people's lives, reading mm -hmm. their birth charts, mm -hmm. right? And there t tends to be that extreme of enjoying it, like really enjoying the process and, and, and enjoying doing things. But the other extreme of the real sort of focused on minute details where it's a problem everything is a problem i need to sort out and like sort of mm. like micromanaging not just their own lives but other people's mm. and it's all like trying to keep all these balls in the air is a bit exhausting for them that is i guess the downside of virgo where it's ruled by mercury which is you know and mercury is said to be exalted here so it, it's really good at rationalizing and analyzing and perfecting but the downside of that is overstimulating and overdoing and depleting mm. yourself in, in a way balance a bit of you know just adjusting all the time and of course that's what comes after which is libra which is all about balance and harmony but of course in virgo it's that kind of sense of is what i've seen you know in people it's not, not something i'm like making up it's like and also everybody has virgo somewhere like wherever Virgo is placed in your birth chart is we're, where you we're, might we're be. We're all, all of it, aren't we? Yeah, we're all, yes. all of it. But wherever it is specifically might be where you're more precise. Yes. Put it that way. But I must say that today is a very lovely feeling for me. And I, when you pointed out about Astra and I went, oh, yes, I'm really enjoying fully today the feeling of or everything 
in perfect balance. So nothing to do, nothing to say, nothing. And yet we have to say, we want to say something. We want to enjoy the precision. So we have to bring a few words to describe. So we kind of destabilize. What did my friend Barry call it? Metastable equilibrium. We want to go beyond stable equilibrium into, this is a chemistry thing term he, he used to wow. tell me about. But metastable, beyond the stable equilibrium. So that we have to destabilize enough for us to be able to, 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 to even speak about it. But what can't really be spoken about, but we can. We can create poetry and beauty and... Like, for example, at the moment, I am trying to perfect my book covers. I've got two books ready to go out, right? And it's not just so not just one, but two I'm juggling. And every time I go back to them, it's like, oh, no, it needs to be this way and it needs to be that way. And I know that if I focus too much on it, that I'm just going to miss it. You know, like a piece of art where you only know it's ready. No, I do understand exactly. You know, you know, when you're if you're making a painting or uh, you're writing a poem and you know it's ready when you can no longer take something out of it. That's right. That yeah, that's it. You're a Purnam thing, you know. You, <laughs> it's already just right. Just right. It's getting there. It's not quite there, but I don't feel like I need to actually push it. It's kind of it's happening in a way on its own accord. Because every time I go back to it, it's like fresh, and I kind of see it with you know mm. fresh eyes again. And it, it it's getting better each time I sit with it. But I'm trying not to push it too far too quickly because I know that. You know, I'll make a mistake, I'll overdo it, I'll over-design it, or I'll under-design it, or there'll be something. You know, I'm looking for that perfection in this image. I know, I know. Oh. And we just have to then stop, do something else for a bit, go for a walk, mm. give up. <laughs> of course, this is, this is all very well and good, and it's lovely to sit here with you, and it's like feeling the vibes, the good vibes. But let's, let's face it, but, we're talking about Rahu. That's right. Talk about something that uh, the, your, our listeners are going to want to. Well, I know that listeners, having read enough charts of people with Rahu prominent in a cycle of Rahu, Rahu transit, and there's like sixth house or Virgo issues. Uh, Virgo is the natural sixth sign of the zodiac, which is all about, like I said, the intestine, but it's all about getting rid of problems and perfecting our life, right? But Rahu can, of course, exaggerate things and really focus on problems. And that's why I was saying like creating problems maybe where there even aren't any or trying to be on it so quickly that you create more problems. If you were just to leave it for a while, it would be, you know, sorted for you. Mm. Like for example, a good example, we've just had a Mercury retrograde recently. Oh yes, oh, that, everyone, was bit, that was a bit of a nuisance in a way, wasn't it? But that's what I mean. Like every time Mercury goes retrograde, people are trying to get on it as soon as the problem arises. Right. That's and I, I I see that in myself and I was I would stop myself because I realized, wait a minute, if I just leave it, I've ever, I get back to it in another couple of days, it's probably gonna sort itself go, out. Go to bed for two days and sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe not go to bed, but like you said, go for a walk and do something. Yeah, yeah. What I see a lot of people is just they're trying to sort it because as soon as there's a problem, I this is not acceptable. So yeah. that whole thing about allowing and accepting comes in, I think, there in a big way. Mm-hmm. Like it's not acceptable that my computer is not turning on right now. Yes, it's obviously you have to do something different, don't you? I mean, that's it's like it's it's part of the letting go process that we have to do because of the allowing the the, the allowing process is so beautiful. It does it itself, you you know, and it obviously wants you not not to keep scrubbing the floor because it's or 
you know, rearranging the lines of the poetry, but just to let it be. And a wave can't break unless you let it break, and it has to break for the next rhythm to come. I'm curious as to when you wrote your own song of Rahu, at what point was it complete? It's never complete. But I, I mean to publish it, I mean. No, I understand. Um, I suppose because that there was this kind of feeling that now is the perfect moment to give birth. And, and, but it was years of, of not being able to do anything. Every time I would recite it, there'd be a different, a, um, you know, a bit like Hopkins with it, putting about five different versions at the bottom of the page of the different possibilities. And that there has to be some pinpoint, but that was one of my life, personally, my life challenges to actually ground and finish and go, ah, that last piece of the jigsaw. You know the feeling when you put the last clunk click and it's like, mm, and then the child wants to break it all up and start all over again. That is probably for me the most important point here because it's like if we correlate Rahu with the pursuit of something like the, the like the dopamine surge to get you mm. going and doing something. Mm. I guess my hesitation in getting things done or anyone getting things complete is that now it's done. Now what? Well, it's like death, isn't it? You've got to start something new and the new wave comes and, and uh, it's completely fascinating because it's, everything to say and nothing to say. I mean, my mind just stops after a while and I go, well, what should we talk about? As I said, we write a whole book on what does allowing mean? What does accepting mean? Because immediately the mind goes, oh, if I accept this circumstance, which I don't want, then obviously I'm going to have it forever. But no, nothing, it's, it's in a constant movement. We are the movement of love made visible, if you like, or tangible. It's constantly, and the ocean is always moving, always in, because that, that's the way it is. Those are the waves. And then, and then they collapse. We're going back to waves and particles, aren't we? They, it collapses. The wave collapses into a particle, and it becomes fixed. But the minute something is fixed, it's dead. It's got to always be breathing. You know, if you stop breathing... And then there's, there's no life. So whatever it is that's going on that you don't like, if you just relax, it will change in the next minute because it has to. And the more we take our hands off and just be curious rather than in be absolutely determined, it shall be this way. Because it's like pinning the butterfly down, isn't it? Sticking a pin through it. I, I I never could publish. That's what with with the Rahu poem, it I I found it so difficult, and I would, and it's still like that. The challenge I've done it by by having a a a, a link in the book, in this particular book, with um, a a sound portal, so that because the energy of the um of the uh, of of what bringing it into balance was coming through the sound rather than the, the written form. Something so different about looking at how the brain perceives a written word to how the whole being embraces the 
the, the frequency, the vibration. It's almost as if you, when you write it down, something happens. But I mean, the, the, there must be endless intelligent books written about this, the difference between the pinning it down and the and they just enjoying the, that's why I love poetry so much because you have to you have to feel and be the poetry you know mm. yeah waves and particles we're back to waves and particles back to yeah it seems to be like rising and crashing and and coming into that silence again always but I think if I was to kind of disrupt that flow for a minute again, Go on, just, yeah. just for the sake of the conversation, instead of us just lovingly looking at each other here, um, maybe thinking about the other elements of Virgo being about ill health. Well, that's one of the major indications, or I should say health, just full stop health. But of course, problems again arise. Rahu is like somebody who starts off a healthy regime where it, it's taken to the extreme of becoming like an eating disorder. Yes. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like you're yeah, so yeah. on it. Right. Yes. And not allowing that. So Because once you know something, once you know, actually, that maybe isn't the best thing for me to eat. Yes. And then it's like, thou shall never eat that ever again. But even that, that is just a rigidity. I remember once meeting a master in the South in South Kerala um, and um he 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 could eat anything or nothing, and that's what my being used to say to me. The, the the metabolic flexibility is to be able to eat and enjoy nothing or anything. And by observing how how when you eat a particular when I eat a particular food in company, a little bit with a in a meal and the conversation and the sharing. It has a complete different effect in my body to what it might be if I ate it on my own or even I'm thinking about eating it. It's thinking, too much thinking. Mind separate, mind separate from the, the embodiment in the body and the, and, and the heart. It's, it's useless, really. It's, it, that's what desiccates, you know, like a dead volumes in a, a library and... It has to be lived. That so makes so much sense because I was telling you earlier about this book I'm reading, um, The Expectation Effect, and it literally yeah. does these studies where with people where they don't even do double blind studies, they give half the group a placebo and, and half the, the drug or whatever. And that even with the half that are given the placebo, they let them know they're having the placebo and it still has an effect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It's just right. the thought of taking something for some reason, even if it isn't a substance that the is supposed to cure something, the intention. Right. I, I remember once listening, of course, this is so many years and years ago, so many channeling, um, and he was saying that there's no, the only value you give to a particular, talking about crystals they were, mm. and you might as well use a piece of coal or a bit of mud. You don't, you need something like a witness like, like, like Jesus taking um, um, saliva and making a little paste or mud. Doesn't matter what it is, it's the intention. And here we are in form, doing things apparently with things, moving things around. 
which mm. is different from just sitting in a cave imagining it. It's actually engaging with, with substance. It doesn't matter what it is. It's your attention that does it. It's attention. And that makes me think of, because I have a friend who will insist, and it reminds me, I just don't always do it. When he sits down to eat every time together, he'll put his hands over the food and bless it. Yes, that's it. It, it, it does make um, a huge difference. Mm. Huge difference. Yeah, no, it's the quality of the attention that somebody gives it, I suppose, as well. I mean, you're, it's the consciousness, your consciousness and your intention. But everything is already what it is already. But there's something about the movement of consciousness itself, what would we call it, God, intending to awaken in form. Mm. To, to this becoming the opposite. How can something which is, has, is, which is the no thing become the thing and still retain its, its power? We're playing this game, you know, of doing the impossible. That's what we're doing. We're consciousness playing, playing with our toys here in the world. <laughs> 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 and sometimes we enjoy play and sometimes it gets a bit like rough and tumble. Yes. And then you have to just let go for a bit and it'll all click back. I remember once asking years and years ago, what am I doing here? What am I doing? I mean, what am I doing here in this world? Doing doing whatever I was doing, seeing clients or doing... It says, you're bungee jumping into matter. You went bungee jumping. First of all, just bungee jumping. So I sat and meditate on what is bungee jumping. And then I follow it back to its source and I go, okay, I'm still, I'm still that little song that the divine child is humming away to itself, still at home in the heart. Wow. Dreaming a dream of bungee jumping. <laughs> <laughs> Exploring what it's like to not be the everything, to be, to be defined. That makes me think of a couple of things like, you know, to explore not being the everything to, you know, to focus. But then also, as you were talking about uh, with the workshop you did recently, it's like a lot of people feel overwhelmed and scattered. And it's, I guess, essentially because of the lack of focus and intention and attention. Yes, yes. Because they can't, because let's face it, we're living in a, a world where our attention is grabbed every turn, right? So then it becomes harder to actually focus on anything it seems but that's the whole game that we're playing isn't it and this and why people used to go off and i suppose just go and live in an ashram and meditate on a candle flame or a, a mantra or it doesn't matter what you do it's that um is that is that giving of the quality of attention there's only one thing to look at we started off saying whatever you look at there's only one thing to see right right this is why i think that astrology for me is a benefit because I use it like that. I use it like a, a tool to, to focus. Yes. I just happen to be focusing on what is cos cosmically happening, which is mm -hmm. obviously also happening here energetically. So it's like a way of just watching the, the waves essentially. It's, it's making no distinction. Like the great way says this, if you look at something and, and, and uh, make judgment, <clears throat> And you fix it like that. Your your heaven and earth are forever 
set apart you know the the um the great way the great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences if you have well you aren't going to have preferences because uh, you know i remember my being talking about shit and chocolate pudding you know baby doesn't know much difference brown and you know do <laughs> it is it's a very different experience but so it's it's the precision of knowing what you're looking at and bringing it into focus because it's only that i've got i've got a rahu i've got a rahu but go but, on then but, go on but. go on and that is one of those big butts that I see. And in myself, I notice it as well sometimes where it's like, this is perfect. Like this, this is where my attention is. But then this other thing is taking my attention, i.e. somebody else seems to have more than I have or better than I have or doing better than me or whatever, whatever. It's that comparison and that judgment that, you know, they are something, you know, like the Insta perfect life, right? It's mm. like the, perf the perfect setting. Mm. Which we know it's all illusion, right? Mm. But it's like that comparison. I think that if we talk about Rahu wanting more and more, and mm. not, and wanting what we don't it, have, it, it, yeah, okay. But it's the it's the it's the idea of the getting and not having. So when you've got that idea, I haven't got, instead of just looking at everything and knowing it's all there and whatever it is you choose. You, you're in the cosmic supermarket, free giveaway, whatever. And when that realization in settling in the mind to knowing it's all me, it's all mine, it's all I'm dreaming, I'm perceiving through my, my, my headset that I'm looking at through my, my, my goggles at it all. And when that deep relaxation sets in and you go, okay, it's just true what the master said. Anything is mine, anything I choose, whatever I choose, whatever I love. But it's only what I love is real. Because it doesn't exist unless I'm looking at it. You used to say to me, only what you love is real. Only what you love is I'm good. What? What? What is that? What are we talking about 50 years ago? Only what you love is real. It's true. Because it, 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 it's gone like a pattern of drifting clouds. It's nothing there. If you don't love it, if you don't absolutely adore it and taste it and value it, and and yet it it's 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 all there. It's amazing how like as we live like in this modern era, like comparing ourselves to other people because it's just you know out there all the time where everybody's promoting themselves and and instant gramming themselves. You know, it's like. That kind of, if we just talk about Rahu and Virgo, the shadow side of Virgo is envy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we have to acknowledge it. We have to, it, that, that's usually yeah. a, a feeling most people would not like to admit to. That Yes, that, that somebody else seems to have a, I don't know, a castle in Spain and I've got a hut, and a hut on the beach and I, you know, because it's my experience. But it, it true, envy is a, is a, is, it's something to be experienced. But we have choices. We're here to learn to make our, our choices and our definitions. And, you know, this is nothing really to say, is that we could sit and 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just coming up with pro- I'm just coming up with problems so we can just keep a conversation going. But I'd be quite happy to, to settle into that silence and just allow the wave to crash. And I'm gonna make a podcast, though. It's, but it's not gonna make a podcast. And I know that people are probably gonna be like, "But what about this? What about this? What about this?" I and- love yes buts. Yes buts are really good fun. Yes, but our fun. I guess that's the point, though, isn't it? It's that it's just a bit of fun. It's all fun and games until someone loses an eye. But <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? It's all fun and games, right? And then until it's not fun and games, until it's like we've got like, a problem. But ultimately, when realization, absolute pure realization sets in, you know, there's nothing actually happening. And it's, it's not the experience, but ultimately, what's happening it's just this is something i think we oh. could talk about this is something for sure because i've been reading a lot about this and Parhamsa yogananda you know he has that book autobiography of a yogi and it's a oh, very beautiful famous book. Yes. beautiful book and he has got that very famous chapter in it um in astrology circles at least outwitting the stars and i read it again recently because i was i have this astro philosophy group that we meet and we talk we discuss different topics for me it's like Okay, that's one side of it. Yogananda, where he's talking about shifting your awareness from creation to the creator, right? When he says outwitting the stars. But then you've got another side of it where say somebody like Sam Harris, who's a neuroscientist and philosopher, and he says, we don't have free will whatsoever. You know, he has this kind of very mechanistic type view of the universe. So you've kind of got these two extremes on either side in a way, and never the twain shall meet, right? But the thing is, I feel like I'm in the middle there without copping out in a way, because I feel like both are true. Both are true. Everything's true. You go to the full, the, 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 the end of one spectrum and you end up at the beginning again. It's the, that you're over us, you know, you can't, it's everything is true and everything is not true. All of the, you know, mm. whatever you can imagine. That is it. It that's that's a possibility. Everything exists. If you could think it, it's possible. So this is the next question, obviously, on the tail end of that, which is what most people would think then. It's like, do I have a choice then to think my thoughts? Am I thinking my thoughts or are my thoughts thinking me? Well, it's worth sitting contemplating for a bit, a few centuries. <laughs> But this is what it comes down to, essentially, because if people yes. think that their life is mapped out in some way, whatever, astrology, whatever way they look at it. Well, you come to the end, don't you? The end is, I am nothing and I am everything. Mm-hmm. And I am everything arising from the no thing. And in the end, you know, there is, as they are, they, the alchemist says, it's not, nothing, no books, no, no thoughts, no, no nothing. It's all... But what fun, this whole beautiful universe, the stars and the colours and the sounds and the, oh, all out of the no thing. I mean, again, silence, because there's nothing to say to that. It's just absolute perfection. It's like, if I was to say something about it, it absolutely expresses Rahu in Virgo and the opposite Ketu in Pisces, that the absolute perfection and of all of that is true at the same time that you know it's all and nothing then you have to disassemble like's happening in the world you disassemble everything in order to start again and, and, and reconfigure existence 
Well, yeah. I'm literally doing that in a kind of bigger way at the moment because I didn't, I don't know if I told you, but we're moving house. We're moving to Dublin in a few months. Oh, yeah. Oh, into, so, into the into the town, into the city or? Into the city, of, into the city center of Dublin, like into the heart of it. Wow. My partner got in art residency for a couple of years. Right. So, yeah, we're moving into Dublin. And so we're now kind of sifting through all of these things that, you know, you just leave things around and you forget about them. And mm. it's all this kind of exploring things again and 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 very Virgo in a way, because it's like, well, do I need that? Maybe not. And getting rid of things and, you know, putting things together and ordering things. Yes, it's fascinating. Moving is is really a fascinating exercise because you have you want to you have to prune and prune and prune and prune and yeah. and perfect and perfect because I'm I'm going to use this as an opportunity now to get rid of all the things that are just bogging me down and yes. use only and carry only the things with me that I want with me and and I want to live with mm. polishing your diamond yes <laughs> polishing my diamond yes yeah it is a very exciting moment in the story of time. Mm. It's like what Master sat in ashrams and caves to realize and living it out somehow, to live out the, all the colors and all of the, the, the work of art, making this beautiful work of art. Mm. Or maybe we're going to live in a different dimensions. I'm looking at um, at things like talking about teleporting, or um, you know, all the various other cities, and 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 just using intention. Mm. I was just looking at the new programs I'm designing, which, which in order to um, change the shape of your body, perhaps or something, no need to go to the gym. You just imagine my being started talking to me about um, it's time for your holographic life. I mean, I've written about holograms and holographic poems, and in fact, the the, book, the poetry book that I'm just publishing, glimpses of Treasure Island, and um, it it's that mm, the I don't know that the the pleasure in in all the little details that it's all a moving movable feast all the time. Ah, nothing to say, Gary. You, you, you need me in a different, a different, uh, not Hasta, because Hasta obviously is not the time to be discussing. It's just to be going, oh, wow. Oh, wow. No, I mean, that's good too, just to, uh, just to acknowledge as well the oh, wow, oh, wow, because oftentimes, you know, I imagine that we just let it pass. We, you know when the when when you have one of those days, yes. Hopefully more than one day where it's all just clicking into place. Yes, and that flow that we love, that that mm. how it just does it itself, and it's real mm. DIY day flow. But of course, that day probably came on the tail end of many days of struggling with some problem maybe or yeah. trying to get in line with what's happening but it's like not happening quick enough or like a mercury retrograde whatever i'm imagining remembering there was a, a woman on a what are they, one of these britain's got talent or something arranging the, um, an, a, a kind of balance 
and putting a little feather here and a little bit here and creating this beautiful structure. And she puts finally one little feather or takes one feather off and the whole thing is just falls to pieces again because the, 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 that breath, that one breath, it's just that perfect, perfect equilibrium. Wow. It's like the, the Buddhist mandala, you know. Yes, yes, creating yes. That perfect mandala, and then and then wiping it. And wiping it out completely, and it all. It's like the the last line of of uh, Giuseppe de Lampedusa's uh, Del Gatto Pardo, and then in the last line is, "An all found peace in a little heap of livid dust." Hmm. I would remember that in Italian. It was just beautiful. Ah, oh. <laughs> I think I think that's probably as good a place to leave this because it just feels like I I had anticipated to be honest. Rahu and Virgo, we're going to be talking about a lot of problems. It's going to be a lot of yes, but yes, buts. But it just seems to have been the opposite in true yeah, Rahu fashion. True. I wanted to talk about gaslighting and about deliberately winding people up. Um. Um, mentally and emotionally and I wouldn't I mean that was what I was thinking about last week and I wrote to you about it well we but, can talk about that for sure because let's face it if we talk about the shadow side of hasta that is manipulating somebody yes right Mani manipulation in in the context of hasta as in a positive thing is about manipulating resources and making something happen mm -mm. but you could easily say that that is you know gaslighting and well talk about that then because it may be that the the if people go to somebody else to ask for support or help or clarity, it it's it this is the kind of state of confusion or lack of center, uh, lack of precision, lack of focus that is that pulls people out of their center, and it is a big difficulty, especially when when we're in a world that's spinning like you know total chaos. Well, I can tell you, I, can, I, I know exactly all about this because I was in a relationship for 10 years where that indeed is what happened. I was literally gaslit for 10 years. Um, and what essentially is, is and just for people who don't know that term, pe people might not know what it means. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. where you are in a situation where you feel there's something wrong with you and the person you're with is making you feel that you are wrong, even though you're not and you know you're not and, and you really know you're not. But on another level, you question that because you're made feel like you're wrong. Because you've got, no, you haven't, you've lost your center, your own mm. point of anchor. The, the, let's say the cord at the end of the bungee jump. <laughs> you think, wow, mm -hmm. where did it go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's when, especially obviously when you're with somebody who can, maybe not, they might not even be consciously doing that. That's the thing. Because the other person might be just as lost that's what my experience was, that the other person yes. was as lost and, yes. and really needed an anchor themselves and tried to get that in me. Yes. The heart resolves it. I tell you, I know I'm tomorrow going to see um, my ex with whom I had a kind of relationship like that many years ago. I've been for a long time. And, and I am very interested in the question of dementia and, um, uh, and mental instability and uh, yeah, um, very, very curious about what the effect is going to be when I practice my 
firmly anchoring my attention in my own point of balance, which is what I play with a lot without communication, the new way of, it has to be because because anchoring in mind or anchoring in, in uh, personal preference without the stability in the heart is, 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 we can't do it anymore. We really are moving to, to a state of consciousness in the, the new world, it's the new creation. It's just not possible to live without that anchor in the heart frequency. I mean, I, I I say that across the board. Absolutely no, there's no way forward uh, in uh, personal, just personal preference, without being aware of the whole and anchoring in the heart. Anyway, go on. You wanted to say something. I just wanted to just highlight again what you talk about and how it's reflected perfectly and pristinely in the stars. Because Hasta again, remember it's the hand. Mm. Hasta is in Virgo, which is ruled by governed by they call it ruled by mercury which mm. is the intellect like you mm. say the, the 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 head rooted in the heart literally placing your hand on your heart hasta is the hand hasta is associated with the moon the heart yes. so there's all of these these symbols of these signs connecting with what you're speaking of the the, th the thing is i feel as we're coming uh, or Maybe it's maybe it's centuries. I don't know, but it feels for me personally, and the few people that I am playing with, that it is is now is the time we can begin to enjoy the merry-go-round, because when you are stable in the center, like you remember I said at the beginning years ago, uh, the keeper of the carousel. That's how I feel. That if you stay in the absolute epitome of that point of the bungee cord of the center of the merry-go-round, then you can absolutely enjoy the whirling of the horses around the edge of the, the merry-go-round. And until we reach that point, we can't actually play with the toy that we have here. We have the most amazing, amazing toy to play using intention and focus to see what we can create. What, what can we, what more can we imagine? What more beauty, what more precision, what more enjoyment. And it's for, I absolutely feel that this whole magical world has to be, we have to find that point in the heart, then we can play. Otherwise, we're out of balance and we don't enjoy it. We get to the point where it's really, really pleasurable, where we can move immediately by shift, tiny shift of perception out of the destabilized state. You know, that what I've talked about, metastable equilibrium, but not equilibrium as a dead, like a pin point through a butterfly, but being both and absolutely the pinpoint of precision at the center of the silence and the playing the game as well. And we have to, we, we're coming, I feel that we're, we're graduating there are the possibility of graduating because once one or two start to to move into that state it's like a it's like a done deal one you know like the domino effect you, you know that advert you we, you just breathe on one domino and the whole lot are, are down i i believe that's what i sense my experience is that it's like what's happening we're talking about things and after a while we stop talking because 
there's a realization has taken place. Then you can play. Then you can really play. Because you you can quickly get back to the point of stability without it being a killer, without it putting the pin through the butterfly. You've got to be able to fly and do all the little tiny, you know, the little, little whatever, the finest tips of feathers on a bird's wing and the silence at the same time. Now, when, when we graduate, when humanity graduates into being both and, not either or, then we play, then the world becomes completely magical. <laughs> I, that's that well that's just silenced me now There's, i really cannot come up with another yes but yeah keep up the carousel well yes and if you recognize that every little destabilizing moment or every little incoherence is an invitation to play the hide and seek game you know you, why do we play hide and seek why do we where do, where do we de why does a child knock the tower down to rebuild it even more, the pleasure in bringing it back. But once, once I, I just feel we're on the point of graduating. Something magical is about to happen to the world. I don't see it being total chaos. I feel, yes, it's the end of the world as we used to know it, but the end of the incoherent, not, not dead, not fixed, because it's constantly forming and reforming like the waves of the ocean. But when you can know that silence and play, you can sing and dance and be in deep meditation all at the same time. And that that, that experience is, I suppose, what we're what the being is longing for, moving towards becoming the nothing and the everything. Every little tiny, but with no no envy or jealousy because you know you could have you could be anything you can take any form you can shape shift into anything at any moment you know? of course how could there be any envy when you are everything yes exactly but but the experience it wants it or i or the the nothing wants the experience of being the little the tiniest as well as the uh, the, the absolute detail that is pr profound really i mean that has really shut me up <laughs> in a good way <laughs> it's so magical <laughs> it is it is magical i mean that the, the way you described that was just profound for me and hopefully people listening to that will get that as well it's that centered while also playing because i think that we're always taught to center and center and center and it's like really serious and like you know you know sit in meditation and you, you but that, and that's like sticking the pin through the butterfly mm. you don't you don't want you cannot stabilize in any particular experience we're always breathing we're always in in flow in movement because it it, it loves the flow but it also it has to come from the silence. Do you know what I feel is that you've got to, you can't keep mending things. You have to keep going back to the no thing for it to rise again. So oh, that is like, that is so important for people to hear. Like that is, I mean, yet another that is, that is the most important one. That yes. not having to go back and fix and fix and fix things. You don't, you, when, when I, I talk a lot about revising situations and memories and things, 
but it's not about mending. It's about fresh, new, new in every new new breath. I mean, I didn't breathe that properly, and my lungs didn't expand properly there. So better go back and fix it. And uh, you've got a new breath every single time you start again. Like going diving for pearls each moment, and you never know when what you're going to hit. <laughs> <laughs> The thing about, like, say, um, getting hi hyper about, like, someone who becomes completely dedicated to perfect fitness and spends five hours in the gym every day and on all of that kind of obsessive thing. Mm -hmm. You don't need to do that. You can just simply intend to be the shape. That's how I used to wonder how someone, like, years ago when I was 18 and I read uh, a Carlos Castaneda book or the... I don't know what whatever the name of that first book was, mm. and, um, and my father was a publisher, and so I used to get things in proof copy and um, well-known people, and I'd get proof copy long, long before it was coming out. Mm. And I read that, and I used to think, God, is that a novel? Well, it can't be real. It can't be, read reading about shape shifting and the Don Juan and then Aguilar and all that. But I know it's true now. I know that all I have to do, and, and their skill is improving now, it's, it's, it's increasing, to just think of something or just a thought comes, a, a desire, and, and to know what they say, that any desire that you have, it's already yours. Stop thinking of how. Never think about how, but, oh, yes. I remember for the last years I've been training people, whenever something comes into your mind, do not immediately go to how you're going to do it. If a how is required, it will come spontaneously. Just know if I desire it, then it's mine. So you think of all the things that your mind right now thinks are impossible, like, I don't know, like shape-shifting, like, like teleporting, like they're all there in Star Trek, or in that, that whatever the mind can conceive of. And I know this to be true because I've been playing with this myself because I know that it's like the work smarter, not harder kind of thing. I know that when I train, I don't need to overtrain. I just do enough because it's actually more about getting me into, the, into that space of right, envisioning right. that. You need to do the tiniest little thing to show your, your neural pathway, so to speak. I mean, Whatever I say is not it, but we've got to use a few words, otherwise we we can't. So you know enough to show what to demonstrate. Exactly, and, that's, that's and I feel like when I do the uh, when I overtrain, it's in a way it's it's counterproductive because 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 it wants to do it itself. It's like a mother a mother doing it for a child. She's go away, mummy, me do it, I do it, I do it, and and. There's the desire to do it for, mm -hmm. but you don't need to. It's the holographic, it's the time for the holographic life now. The hologram is getting clearer and clearer and clearer. And the precision, when you imagine what you want and just go, yes, okay. And we're going to find it faster and faster. How, uh, uh, let's say, a uh, um, a Buddha or a Christ could point at someone and say, young woman, get up. You're not dead. You're asleep. Get up. Get up. 
the holographic life. It's a hologram. I wrote a poem once years ago called I'm a Hologram in the new book that's coming out. <laughs> but it's exactly like that. It's all yours for the asking. And you know all the books that, that write about the, the, you know, the law of attraction. None of that, really. It's just whatever you put your attention on is yours. Just get your mind out of the way. Like Rumi says, it's not a question of, 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 of how. It's just a question of, of letting go of all the things which prevent you from experiencing what you choose. Because we are source and we, we are the experiencer. And yeah, that sounds all very clever, but it's the truth. <laughs> mm. No, it's the truth. And I, I'm, I feel it. I, I know it. And I'm sure people listening know it. And just to hear your words, though, it's so profoundly comforting and i'm knowing it i'm not saying it from a book i'm mm. knowing it from a deep realization which is actually growing it's increasing mm. because more and more more and more experience you know it's like oh that's this one and this one and this one and i know everything i've ever dreamed that uh, it's just it's just coming it's just birthing itself and we just have to stop getting in, letting mind get in the way. Mind unites with heart. Mind becomes a genius. Mind is illumined. Just letting the root. In fact, this is so simple. Right now, if you're if you're in your mind thinking, oh yes, well, yes, but yes, but you let the root of your mind drop into the heart field, plant it firmly there, and the mind automatically becomes illumined. And then you know what it is that you're you're wanting to know or your the desire to know. It's actually doing it itself. And then you see, once you get the hang of how to play with this this toy, then we're gonna have some fun. Now we're gonna have some fun. The chaos that we're experiencing, or lot many people are experiencing, it stops the mind dead because you think, oh bloody hell, how can I sort that out now? I mean, uh, you know. Next week, bankrupt and this and that and that. No. And the, the one thing I'm playing with, with a group at the moment, it's very interesting, is the, which I've desired for a long time, is that apparent threshold when something is, a person is dead. What does dead mean? How can anything which ever existed in the infinite mind ever be dead? It can't be dead. It's living. But it's only what the senses perceive. Now, think about Yogananda and uh, Sri Yukteswar and uh, the reassembling of the molecules. That's going to be, that is our experience very, very soon. And there are people already beginning to experience this. And the knock-on effect, the exponential curve. So whatever you find yourself fantasizing, coming into your mind, think, don't be so silly, what's the point of thinking that? You're not going to, forget that, just let it run. Whatever you're desiring right now, and your mind says that's impossible, like the White Queen and Alice, you know. For your majesty, that's impossible. And the Queen says to Alice, mm, when I was your age, I used to think, I don't know how many, well, seven impossible things before breakfast. Let yourself, this is what I'm telling everybody, let yourself think, feel, know, in taste the impossible things that you really, truly in your heart desire, 
and let your mind root and then just say yes and then get on with your life. And you'll see very soon a lot, all of these difficulties that we're talking about, the yes buts, they melt. When you stop making them into a wall, but you see them as an invitation to the more, not as a brick wall, you'll find that your life will change very fast. I think this is so important for people to hear now, because if we talk about, you're talking about the, like it growing exponentially and those potentials, yes, those yes. living that, that 3D or that holographic life, right? Yes. While at the same time, people at the moment are, are only focusing on the growth exponentially of the AI world, right? Yes, and this yes, kind of yes. fear base that's around right now. Yes, There's a huge yes. wave of that going on. Yes. Whereas what you're referring to is, is also true, happening at the same time. It's all true, but it's all serving you. It's all serving. So rather than imagining it being terrifying or what, just settle. Settle in your bungee cord. It's anchored in the heart. You cannot be in this game of the of the, the wild horses around the edge of the merry-go-round without being anchored in the middle, in the center, in the no thing, where anything is possible. So remember, the main thing is that I don't know whether an artificial intelligence could feel it. I don't know, but it's your feeling. What do you want to feel? centered, happy, safe, in whatever it is, that any feelings which are not comfortable, feel them for that moment, accept them, and then settle in your nothing, in the safety of the center of the merry-go-round. Your bungee cord is always attached to the heart. It couldn't be, I mean, in the heart field. It's always planted in the heart field. It's always rising from the, from where the mind in separation thinks <clears throat> this is impossible. Nothing is impossible that you love. And this is the operative thing. Love it. And if you start allowing things from fear or from resistance, or it's just let go a breath and find your way to that point that's anchored in the nothing that rises from the nothing, the next wave, and love it, love it, feel comfortable, relax, play with yoga nidra, whatever it is, but relax, 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 and allow, and stay with what you love, what you enjoy. It's the, 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 the kama bit of the yoga, the, the four yogic flowers, Come, what is it? Uh, Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha. This is the third one. It's pleasure, deliciousness throughout the whole nervous system. Being, being living in, in this state of wow, enjoyment, pleasure, delight, fulfillment. Is this what we're for? We're here to have a good time. We're meant to be here. We came to have a good time. And that is sometimes experiencing not having a good time. So you can make choices to anchor in love. In, 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 and I mean, I don't like to use love very much because love doesn't actually mean much to, to the mind. But the sensation of deep surrender, trust, happiness, enjoyment, no restriction. But does it mean no boundary? Because a child likes to be held as well. So you want to be held in the no thing. 
So finding your way back to if things are complicated, go for a walk in nature, sit and look at the tree, look at leaves, look at flowers, look at the clouds drifting and just relax, hand on heart, hand on your body. The loop completes. Remember the little buds of the arms start at the same time as the heart, the human heart starts to beat because it's all, it's all an expression of the, of, of the absolute. Whatever it is, it's a demonstration. We are consciousness embodied in this form. I'm not used to, when I was a child, I was thinking, why, how did we get to be this shape? How did human beings get? It's really worth contemplating that. It's fun. How do we get to be this shape? Like, you know, like a sort of tree or whatever. But all of the mystics and all the greats that write all these wonderful um, treatises and things, you'll find that that's what's coming out of their contemplation of self. You're here, we are here, each of us, a whole universe, each one completely unique, absolutely differentiated in the, the way that gives you, the one that's just listening to this now, pleasure, delight, joy. And if it's not that, go to make your choice. Whatever you're experiencing, if it's horror or awfulness, just relax and make your choice and go yes, yes, to whatever it is that you're fantasizing. It, it, nothing is impossible. Nothing. We are here for karma. Dharma, artha, kama, emotion. So dharma, your purpose. Artha, all good things, all beauty, all wonder. Kama, your pleasure. And moksha, your, your liberation, meaning liberation from all, not, not total, what should we call startle reflex, but being held in, in, in the little bit of you, the little one, being held, and you are source holding your own child self who's here to have a game, fun, play, explore. And it's no good me saying it or anybody saying it or reading it. You've got to know and taste the raspberry. It's unique for each one. Completely unique. Completely, utterly, endless, endlessly unique for each one of us. Your own pleasure. So. Well, I don't think you could have articulated Rahu and Virgo and all of it at the same time. Everything and nothing all at the same time so well. Um, <laughs> I, I I really I'm kind of speechless. I'm 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 really feeling very moved, and also I really really feel very uplifted. I mean, it's always good fun anyway, but yeah, you don't just have fun. It's like it's very centered fun, which really for me makes a difference. Because oftentimes when I experience fun with others, it's kind of scattered fun. Mm. You know, it's not centered fun. You know, and I, I feel kind of a bit lost in it. That's the holding bit that you want mm. as well, isn't it? The, the mm. being held by the no thing, like cradled. Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah. But then also to have the fun, because I've also had those kind of being held, comforted in a yes. way, but in a very serious way. It's, it's never been fun. Mm. You're the first person I've met who can bring me to that space immediately, and yet it still be fun. So that was fun as always with Kishori, but unfortunately we had to leave it there. And if you would like to continue this conversation with her, you can join her on her 
Facebook group. She has a website also. It's Magic Makeover. So you can go to magicmakeover.com, M-A-G-I-C-K hyphen makeover.com. She also has a website for her Rahu book, The Song of Rahu. It's kishori.net, K-I-S-H-O-R-I, kishori.net. If you'd like to join me in the astrology adventure, that is timelineastrology.com or patreon.com forward slash timeline astrology. I post daily for patrons and I do a whole lot more monthly forecasts and discussions. So you can go to timelineastrology.com or patreon.com forward slash timeline astrology. Thank you so much for listening to this all the way through to the end and until next time.